0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
1: When women of color create their own businesses, when they know how to make their own money, when they can build a retirement account without having the 401k matching from an employer, it liberates not just ourselves inside of the job, But it liberates our cells and our body, the generations inside of us, so many things. So building a business is not just about going viral on Instagram. You are literally breaking generational chains. Mm. And so that's what I think about when I think about emancipation through entrepreneurship.
0: You're listening to Yo Quiero Dinero, a personal finance podcast for the modern Latina. I'm your host, Janice Torres, award-winning Latina personal finance expert. I didn't always have my financial shit together, but when I started looking for POC-friendly personal finance podcasts, I couldn't find any. And so Yo Quiero Dinero was born. On this show, I'll show you how to make dinero, how to keep your dinero, and most importantly, how to make it grow. Each week, I'm connecting you with the most brilliant minds in the world of money and business. So you can learn about investing, entrepreneurship, and building wealth. The best part? I'm dishing up all this knowledge with a sassy side of sasson. So if you're ready to be poderosa with your dinero, you've come to the right place. Let's dive in. Before we hop into today's conversation, I want to remind you to follow us on social. If you're loving this podcast and you want more community, you want to find out more about our events and all the stuff that we have going on behind the scenes, You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and everywhere else you love to hang out on the internet. If you're loving this podcast, please take a moment to leave us a review if you listen to us on Apple. It's the easiest way to share our podcast with people that you know and love, and it helps us get discovered by amazing listeners like you. So take a moment, leave us a review, share us with your friends and family, subscribe so that you never miss an episode, and make sure to check out our blog, YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com, where you can sign up for our email list and you'll never miss an episode. Plus, you get exclusive invitations to our live events, special discounts for our digital courses, and as always, our best personal finance tips and advice to help you be poderosa with your dinero. Thanks for listening. Now, let's get into the episode. DL, welcome to the podcast. So excited to have you here. I am thrilled to be here. Thank you so much. Absolutely. So let's start off with your origin story. Tell us who you are and what you do.
1: Okay. And so... I am a online coach. I'm a sales coach for women of color. And in two ways, I help women of color part-time coaches create a full-time income inside of my program, Five Figure Freedom. And I help coaches scale to six and multiple six figures inside of my six-month mastermind, Six Figure Liberation. And we were just talking before recording that you know people in both of those programs, which is so exciting. And my origin story and how I became a sales coach is actually the opposite. And that's why I started with that. I first was a social worker. I have my MSW and I loved everything about it. I loved the social justice aspect of it. I loved the community develop aspect. I loved helping people. I did therapy. I worked in nonprofits. I worked in prisons. I worked in higher education. Absolutely loved it, but I made no money. Mm. <laughs> and so I had six figures of student loan debt and I was only making $2,500 a month. And I remember thinking like, There is no way that I could actually quit my job and support myself if I don't start a business, obviously. But really, I didn't like my life working in a nine to five either. Like that was the other part of it. Like Mm -hmm. I remember seeing a coworker and she was in her late 40s and she had a family And she was never home with her kids. And I just remember constantly looking at her across the office, thinking like, that can't be me. Like, how am I supposed to take care of a family? How am I supposed to support myself, my dreams, travel, do everything that I wanted if I had to work this job? And on top of that, I was miserable working the job. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sure we're going to get into this, but... I learned very clearly that my job was racist and that embedded in everything that it did, there was tenets of white supremacy surrounding me all the time. One of my clients said it perfectly, like, white supremacy is not a shark. We often think, like, it's a person or it's a place or it's not a shark. It's the water. And I realized it was all around me. Mm. And I was constantly sad. I was crying in the bathroom all the time. It wasn't great for my mental health. And I was like, I just got to get up out of here. I got to get out of here some way, somehow.
0: And that's when I learned about entrepreneurship. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think so many people can absolutely resonate with feeling like the thing they thought was going to help them change the world became the ball and chain that kept them from actually being able to do that, right? Because you need to get a lot of education to be a social worker. I have plenty of friends who have MSWs, you need to get a master's to even do this stuff. And you're making like $40,000 a year if you're lucky. So this idea that we need to sacrifice in order to serve, I think is a belief that is pervasive in our community. And so I'd be curious, when did you find the coaching world and how did you make the connection that you could serve in a different way? Absolutely.
1: So I started off actually in network marketing. I did Beachbody. Um, One of my friends from college did it. And then I just got entrenched in that world. I never really understood it. I always felt terrible sending those copy and paste (laughs) messages. Just I look back and just total cringe. And but really, like I've done a lot of work to look back and look at my bravery. Like I was out there talking to my friends and family about Beachbody. And let me be clear. If you're in network marketing, there are so many great network marketing companies that treat their, you know, people well and great products. So I'm not network marketing shaming, but it was not for me, Mm -hmm. but I was trying so hard to just show up and do something like I don't know. It makes me a little emotional just thinking about that version of myself and how I was just willing to do anything to change my generation, to change and impact my family, even if that was selling shakes and workouts. Yeah. There was another friend who did Amway. And so we would talk about network marketing stuff all the time. And I will never forget it. I was um, at my family's house for the holidays. I was laying in bed and she texted me. She was like, you have to listen to this podcast. And i was like, what's a podcast? Like, what is that? Like, that's dumb. There's no video. Like, I'm not listening to that. It's hilarious. You have a podcast. I have a podcast. Like, it's hilarious. Looking back, I love podcasts now. And I was like, this is dumb. I'm not listening to this. And she just kept pushing me on it. And then eventually I listened. And it was somebody very problematic who shall not be named their (laughs) podcast. I think we can all put two and two together. Mm And she was talking about how women can start online coaching businesses. And then from there, I just fell down a rabbit hole. And what I love about online coaching is it combines several of my worlds together of helping people in a one-on-one capacity, like I was doing as a social worker, and also the freedom that I was looking for
0: too. Mm. Um, and so that's how I started. I became a life coach first. Okay. Okay. I think a lot of people enter the entrepreneurship space through network marketing. So that's totally normal, right? Because they sell you on this idea that you are a business owner, blah, blah, blah. I think a lot of folks can resonate with that. I I feel like I was probably a network marketer and I just don't even remember. I think I blocked that out of my brain at some point. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So uh, as far as how you decide to show up as a coach, right? I think a lot of people tend to think, oh, well, I need a certification or I don't have enough experience or et cetera, et cetera. So what do you have to say for folks who feel like that imposter syndrome when they start thinking about like, who the hell am I to even be showing up as a coach?
1: Yeah, the first place I always go to, and we talk so much about this in Five Figure Freedom. The first place I go to is have you helped someone before? Have you helped someone? Have you walked someone through a process? Um, like my first niche was life coaching. And it was all about being busy and managing a busy schedule. Literally, my brand was called the Busy Girls Club. (laughs) (laughs) It's so sweet looking back on it because all day long, people would ask me, like, DL, how do you do it? How do you do it? And so I put together a process on this is how I did it. And I started helping my friends. I started helping my coworkers, people I went to school with. And that was my first niche. And so Oftentimes the thing is right under our noses It's the thing that we've always been doing. It's how we've always been showing up. It's probably the things that we've always been helping people with. Like I remember a coworker when I was working at Duke university, she was like, okay. And this is when my business was getting some traction. I was working, still working a nine to five and she worked in the HR. And I remember telling her, I was like, you can help people as a career coach all day long. You help people get jobs. Be on the other side of it and help them with their resumes, their cover letters. And I will never forget she signed her first client for $50 while we were in our offices together. (laughs) And she just made a Facebook post like, hey, I'm helping people get jobs. Send me 50 bucks and I'll help you. It's it's that simple. It's that little. It's that small. And that could get you going.
0: Mm, I'm glad that you mentioned that because I think folks have this idea where I got to go do the LLC and I got to go and hire a business attorney and I got to go and pay $10,000 for a branding kit and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, have you made any money? Like, Have you even told anybody what you're doing yet before you start investing and doing all this stuff? Uh, do you think that's a limiting belief that that folks need to get past?
1: Oh, and it actually opens up a whole can of worms in the sense of I truly believe why we do things like that. I call it like checking off a box, right? Like why we have to set up shop, if you will. Mm -hmm. We've been doing that our whole lives, right? Like we've been fed like, okay, if you want to get a good job, you got to go to school, you got to go get the internship, you need to do well with your grades, you need to build relationships with your professors, you need to get letters of recommendation. Like, we've been fed the only way to do something or have something is to check off a box when it's the exact opposite as an entrepreneur. You Mm -hmm. have to create the box. You have to actually start before you're ready. You have to start when you have nothing. And it takes so much deconditioning, especially from a white supremacy standpoint, to be like, wait, I'm enough, just my experience, just with what's in my head. That's enough. Like when I really sit with it, I'm like, I'm going to make a million dollars this year just because of the things in my head.
0: (laughs) Right. It's like you're a money printer.
1: Yeah. It's wild.
0: And still, I've changed so many lives. That's what coaching is all about. Mm, Yeah. When you put it like that, it's like we don't need to complicate things. I think you have to give yourself permission to just show up for the idea that's in your head and just see if it works. And so I'm curious for you, when did you know that what you were doing worked? Like what was that moment for you that you're just like, oh damn, like I think I'm onto something. (laughs) Oh, that's such a good question.
1: I remember the first time I signed a client and it was actually a year after. So I was again home for the holidays. And I remember making, so I only made like $2,500 a month as a social worker. I think I made Four thousand dollars that month, and I was like, "Wait a (laughs) minute!" (laughs) I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like I could very well like I thought I was balling with four thousand (laughs) dollars, and for a lot of us, four thousand dollars is a lot of money. Like I don't want to like underestimate that as well. I was like, "I could do this. I could do that. I could pay off that credit card." That's also when the moment clicked and. There were several times where my income fluctuated and went up and down. But I was like, if I was able to
0: create $4,000, I can figure out a way to do it consistently. Yeah, let's talk about the consistency, right? Because I think one of the things that scares people about entrepreneurship is the potentially unsteady income. We get so programmed and accustomed to that paycheck every two weeks. How do we walk away from uh, that stability and be okay with the fluctuation?
1: Yeah. And so I actually spend a lot of time in my mastermind talking about this. And I have a training inside of Five Figure Freedom. But I think one of the biggest things that we have to unwind is with a nine to five, we are getting a check. We're not creating it. It's a different mindset, Mm. right? We are given a check. I always say by the white man, right? Like we're (laughs) given a check and we have to learn how to figure it out. And that's all we can do. Like I remember when I was um, at my job, I was doing two people's roles at once and in an adjacent department, there was someone who was doing what I was doing and with a higher positioning and a higher title and a higher salary. And I fought and fought to get a raise and get a promotion. The writing was on the wall. They refused to give me one. And like, Mm -hmm. notice how I'm talking about it, giving, giving, allowing, allowing versus as an entrepreneur, we create, we put together, we assemble, we build. It's a completely different mindset. And so whenever it comes to money, we don't think that we can create it, right? We don't think that we have ownership. We don't think we have control, but it's one of the biggest things that I teach my clients, on. If I knew how to create 4,000, I could create 40, right? If I created, created, created. If I created that amount, I know how to create. More. Mm
0: -hmm. Now,
1: I also say too, and I know, like, you talk a lot about money on this podcast, obviously, and I do think how we approach. Our finances as entrepreneurs is different. Mm -hmm. It is it is a difference versus a nine to five. Like I am really big on savings. I didn't quit my job until I had a few savings in the bank. Same thing when you are maintaining a business too. I teach my clients to build out reserves, and so um, that's a big focus of my my practices too. Is like I am a sales coach. I teach you how to make money, but I also teach you how to maintain it and manage it as well
0: yeah it really is learning like a new way to view money deal with money operate with money all of the personal finance content the mainstream stuff is really catered to folks who have that steady paycheck who are not building businesses and so I think it's important to know that the skill set you might have now to manage that nine to five paycheck it's not going to be sufficient probably and you're gonna have to learn a new set of skills and learn to love the uncertainty which i think is is hard for folks right now it takes i would argue some confidence to start a business to start showing up and calling yourself a coach or just assuming this new identity where or how can we harness that confidence like where does that come from for you oh such a great question
1: i've been spending a lot of time and i remember when i first started out and i remember everything i did to get a 9 to 5 job i remember Having to get an internship, and you were talking about like how rigorous it is to get an MSW and the thousands of hours that I worked for free, getting my, my practicum hours and my clinicals, and I just remember scoring the best internship that I could, working the jobs that I could. And I reminded myself, like, DL, you've already overcome so much. Like we've already accomplished so much in our lives. We've already achieved so many things in our lives. I don't care who's listening. We've already achieved so many things. What's a coach going to do to you? (laughs) Like (laughs) this little business, this little Instagram account. You going to let this Instagram account take you out, DL? Like I remember, (laughs) I remember having those conversations with myself, right? It's like you got in, you were one of three Black students at UNC Chapel Hill School of Social Work, one of the best social work schools in the country on a scholarship. You won't let this podcast or Instagram or a client (laughs) saying no take you out. And so I think identity plays such a big role, which is, you know, the question that you asked, I think identity plays a really, really big role in remembering that you are not just someone who makes an offer on social media and it goes into a black hole You are not just someone, if you get a no on a sales call and then you crumble and you don't think anybody else is gonna buy. You're so much bigger than
0: that. Your story means so much more. Hmm. That's really powerful. I I really like that perspective. Let's talk about the offer, right? Because I think one of the things that can derail new aspiring entrepreneurs is like, what the hell am I gonna sell? Like, how do I show up in the world as an entrepreneur? What are your tips for teasing out the offer that's gonna be your thing? And do we need to have a ton of shit or can we do this with one, right? Because I think there's two schools of thought.
1: <laughs> okay, so I'm going to tell you two ways to do it. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's really good. Let's let's break this down. So a few things. So I remember I kind of got into, I say, I got into the bro marketing side of online coaching mm-hmm. where I immediately saw everyone doing courses, everyone having a product suite. I remember doing launches. I had no business launching, <laughs> just zilch zero, right? And I remember just thinking, there has to be another way. There genuinely has to be another way. So I just started going back to the basics and I offered just one-on-one coaching, plain one-on-one coaching where I said, okay, we're going to meet for X amount of sessions. We're going to show up consistently. You're going to bring things on the coaching call and I'm going to give you my expertise. And that's all it is. And so that's what I teach inside of Five Figure Freedom. We ditch the product suites. We don't even focus on building out those. I even tell my clients, you don't even need a course portal for your one-on-one clients. And I say this all the time. What if just the Zoom room is helpful? Just the space every single week or every other week for your client to come and share their struggles, their fears with someone and process that with someone? What if just the Zoom room is helpful? I remember talking with a client who was a life coach and she was like, my client said something to me today. She said that I am the only person who she talks to about with her weight. I'm the only person she she feels safe talking about her weight to. Wow. Right. And it's like, that's the most valuable part of coaching. Literally, just the Zoom room. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if you have a workbook, doesn't mean, doesn't matter if you have a worksheet, doesn't matter if you have a beautiful course that your clients will probably never log into <laughs> <laughs> because they just want to spend time and have safety sharing their feelings. So I believe in one on one coaching and yeah. keeping it super
0: simple. Mm hmm. Are you part of the 80% of people who hate their job? If you're like a lot of people who got their first taste of remote work during the pandemic, and now you want that to be a permanent lifestyle option, listen, I absolutely understand why you feel that way. Remote work changed my entire life. Being able to work from anywhere, earn money from anywhere, decide where I wanna live without being chained to a desk is so powerful. And that's exactly why I created the Freedom Summit, a virtual six-day event that's happening this month. June 20th, the party starts. We're gonna be talking all things remote work and remote living. So if you wanna spend more time with your friends and family, save money on commuting, pivot out of a career that has you feeling overworked and underpaid, you want to learn how to translate your existing skills into an in-demand career that makes bank, maybe you want to start a side hustle that you can do from anywhere, you want to have the most flexibility that you can to create the perfect work-life balance, you need to be at the Freedom Summit that starts on June 20th. You can grab your ticket at YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com slash freedom. That's YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com slash F-R-E-E-D-O-M. And we're going to teach you exactly how to make that pivot into remote work. If you've ever wanted to explore what it's like to be a digital nomad, you want to work overseas, you want to start a digital side hustle, we are talking about all of that and more at the Freedom Summit. So I want to see you there. YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com slash freedom. The party starts June 20th. And right now you can get your early bird ticket if you purchase by June 10th. We are saying goodbye to stressful offices, wasted time on commuting, fixed schedules that don't allow for any flexibility. We're going to show you exactly how to manifest a remote work life. YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com slash freedom. I'll see you there.
1: To get started, visit plushcare.com weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
0: Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online store shop phase to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we just hit a million order stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com dinero, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com dinero now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. shopify.com dinero. When did you know you could walk away from your nine to five with your coaching business?
1: So I created 300K with a nine to five. That's a lot. That's a lot. uh And I don't, (laughs) it's not necessarily advised. I tell my clients around 100K, you can leave. You don't got to do it like what I did. But I had a lot of things come up, Mm. I had a lot of mindset things come up. And a lot of it and even to this day, like I saw my dad not that long ago, and he still is talking about me getting my PhD and he still doesn't <laughs> he doesn't understand my business. I'm like, I'm making more than you, my friend. Like, <laughs> but it, it just it can't register. And I always say, like, I didn't even know that entrepreneurship was a thing growing up. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know, like, I didn't think that my hairdresser was an entrepreneur, my private doctor, my dentist. They're all entrepreneurs. Like that word was just never evolved in my childhood. So I had a lot of childhood things come up, but I worked through a lot of those. And those are the things that we, we talk a lot about in my coaching with my clients. And I will never forget. It was the week after my wedding. And so I'm a pandemic bride. I got married 10, 10, 20. It was very traumatic. And so we were able to have a beautiful wedding and a nice uh, road trip honeymoon And when I came back, uh, one of my students at Duke went missing and I stayed up from 7am to maybe 2am calling, trying to find the student and the student was also international. So there was just, we were talking to embassies and the police and it was crazy And then I eventually went to bed and had to wake up the next morning. And I was like, I cannot keep doing this. Mm. I can't keep doing this. And I said, DL, you were going to open up a bank account and label it quitting your nine to five job. And you were going to start adding money to that bank account. You're going to intentionally start to save. And then within about four months, I had all the money that I needed just like that. And I think it wasn't because of you know, obviously sure. It was about my sales. It was about my mindset. It was about all these things coming together, but something definitely shifted when I just opened up that bank account. It just felt so much more real for yeah. me. And I gave myself the permission that I've been wanting to give myself this entire time. And then before I knew it, I was putting on my notice.
0: You were putting out the energy into the universe that it was your time by yeah. taking action. Yeah. That's really yeah. powerful. Okay. So how does one stand out of the crowd as a coach? Because I think a lot of people will also say to themselves, well, the market is saturated. There's no point. No one's ever going to pay attention to me. What are your thoughts?
1: Oh, don't get me started. There's (laughs) There's so much here. Don't get me started. I mean, what blows my mind at least, right? Because the thing about me is I have 4,000 followers on Instagram. I just got a thousand email subscribers. We were at 500, 600, 700 for a long time. I don't have a big, big, big audience, right? But if we're able to do so much and my friends who have like, I have several friends that have like 40,000 followers, all these email subscribers, they're like, what are you doing? (laughs) Like just how? And it always goes back to, and they always roll their eyes, but it's the truth. I'm like, I just care about people. Caring goes so far, right? Mm -hmm. And I can hear your listeners eye rolling too. So I'm going to explain. I'm going to (laughs) explain. I'll explain. So what do I mean by that? Responding back to an email, articulating in your content, how you can help someone. So many coaches, one of the biggest content issues I see nowadays is, especially with Reels, So many people are so focused about what do they want to create and what do they want to put out and their ideal client could care less about them. They want to talk all about them, what they want to share their daily life versus is your content helping your ideal client? Mm. Is your content helping your ideal client? Is it serving your ideal client? That's the whole point of what content should be, in my opinion, that attracts clients in. There's not a lot of people doing that. There's not a lot of people who are serving, right? And so that will automatically differentiate you in the marketplace. What also will differentiate you in the marketplace too, is your ability to do a sales call. I say this so many times. It is a wonder all the sales programs out there and five figure freedom is a sales program too, right? I'm right there in, in the gamut, it's crazy how many instances and how many reminders I have that people do not know how to do sales calls saying people don't know how to listen. Hmm. They don't know how to put together a plan for a client on a sales call. They don't know how to validate a client on a sales call. All of my social work techniques, I put them in my sales strategies and people don't know how to do that. And so when I say, yeah, you just have to care about the people that frustrates a lot of people. They're like, okay, there has to be more than that. But it's all of these little ways where you're communicating to other people like you're not just a number. You're not just a dollars in my bank account. I really care about you and I'm invested in what we're creating. There are so many ways from a marketing standpoint, from a sales standpoint and a client delivery standpoint where that matters. Yeah.
0: I think that's brilliant advice. And I think it always cracks me up when people I respond to folks in DMs and they're just like, oh my God, it's really you. And I'm just like, what the hell do you mean? Like, what kind of experience are you having out here in these streets that like I guess everybody's just getting these automated messages? Like, mm. no one actually fucking talks to people anymore, which yeah. is crazy to me.
1: Yeah. No, <laughs> the, it's a it's a real thing. I remember I met up with a client. Every time I travel, I try to meet up with my clients. So I was in Chicago meeting up with a friend, and I decided to to put together a meetup for one of my clients inside of Five Figure Freedom. And I will never forget the look on her face when she said, DL, what I love about Five Figure Freedom is there's a coaching calendar. I know when to expect you. You all respond to questions in 24 hours. There's, you know, modules. I don't have to wait three months after you say you're going to do something and then you decide to do it. And she would just tell me all of these horror stories. And so
0: really caring about people goes so far, like you just said. (laughs) It's the fundamentals, people. Customer service, okay? (laughs) Okay, so I love your take on the idea that entrepreneurship is key to emancipating Black and Brown women. Tell me where that sentiment comes from and why you believe that. Oh, yes, absolutely. And so this was going back to what I shared
1: earlier on... So much cleaned up for me and I released so much when I realized that my job was racist and I realized that white supremacy was the reason why I felt so terrible at my job, not myself. I thought it was me. I thought, did I not learn something in my internships? Am I not smart enough to be here? Like, this is big, bad Duke University, right? Like, oh my gosh, can I, can I really do this? But I... I learned, and I'll, I'll share how I learned in a second, like, oh, it's not me. My job is just terribly racist. I remember I was crying in my office and a friend, and this is actually a white man, he came to me and he gave me something. He gave me a stack of papers. He was like, I want you to read these and I want you to know that it is not you. And so he gave me this document called The Tenants of White Supremacy by Tama Okun. And it broke down all of the ways that racism and white supremacy shows up in the workplace. Little things like worship of the written word. I use this example a lot where I say, you know, one of the tenets of white supremacy is you have to write everything down. If it's not in a memo, if it's not in an email, it doesn't exist. So I remember I was calling a Puerto Rican woman and we had this relationship where we would always just call each other. Like that was just how we worked. We didn't think anything of it. We had each other on speech dial. We would just pick up the phone and call each other. One day, my boss, who was a white woman, she came in. She was like, hey, can you forward me the email on X, Y, and Z? I was like, oh, I don't have an email, but my coworker, we were just talking about it. Let me go call her right now. So I literally reached for the phone and she put my hand down. She said, always have it in writing. Why don't you know that by now? And I felt so debilitated and just idiotic, really. I was like, why didn't I know that? I was supposed to know that. That's a tenet of white supremacy, perfectionism, quantity over quality, the ability to make sure that all the power is in the position of those that are elite. And so I it would always burn me up that my boss would make a decision without me, but I was the one who was implementing it, right? That's a tenet of white supremacy. There are all these little ways, and that the document breaks it down beautifully, where just literally in the fabric in which nine to five jobs do and conduct business. It is traumatic to our nervous systems. It is traumatic to our experiences. It is traumatic to our identities. And so I used to be so confused, like why could my white coworkers run laps around me? Like how was this job so easy for them? And I was crying every single day Hmm. and no one could tell me, right? It wasn't that like They had bad reviews on Glassdoor, right? (laughs) Or, like, you know, I, I was just so confused, but it was because of white supremacy. And so I really believe one of the tenets that I believe is when women of color create their own businesses, when they know how to make their own money, when they can build a retirement account without having the 401k matching from an employer, it liberates. Not just ourselves inside of the job, but it liberates ourselves and our body, our, the generations inside of us, so many things. So building a business is not just about going viral on Instagram. You are literally breaking generational chains. mm And so that's what I think about when I think about emancipation through entrepreneurship.
0: I feel like if I had a mic to drop, this is the moment because I've never heard it explained that way in such an eloquent, it's just, yes, that's exactly what it's, what it's doing. It's really, you're taking back your power. That's incredible. Okay. Let's talk about hustle culture. Because I think a lot of folks out here think that entrepreneurship is equivalent to sacrifice and hustling for the rest of your life. And so they're just like, well, I don't want to do that because it sounds terrible. <laughs> What's your thought? Yeah, you
1: don't have to, right? And I want to sit here for a minute because we've heard this before. Like, you don't have to hustle. You don't have to hustle. But people are secretly hustling or if, like you see their <laughs> output. You're like, mm, like you say that, but you post reels three times a day, and you got this launch and that launch and this thing and that thing. But sure, I'm supposed to just be chilling at the spa, yeah, okay, sure, <laughs> right? Like we we see that. Speaking from a woman of color lens, hustling is all that we're used to. Mm. If I think about how was I able to get into UNC Chapel Hill, how did I get my job at Duke University? How I got my job at Duke was I told myself, DL, you're going to apply to 100 jobs, literally 100 before you graduate. Even though you have finals, you have tests, you have a thesis, you're going to also add this to your plate. Like Even getting my dream job was hustling, right? And so, of course, we just pick those skills up and we dump them in our business. It's innate to hustle. But one of the things I realized when I was working my nine to five job, I don't think I shared this. I also had a three hour commute. And so I, yeah, I took two buses. I drove to a park and ride and I took two buses and I walked 20 minutes to get to my office one way. (laughs) And so this was in the rain, the snow. Everything. The the North Carolina heat. I was sweating. It was a lot. <laughs> I did. I did it all. Right. And it, the main reason why people are like, yo, you had a car. Why didn't you just drive to work? I couldn't afford the $50 a month uh, parking pass that you had to have on campus. That was my grocery bill. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I couldn't afford to even drive to work. The bus was free. And so. On top of all of that, so I only had before 7 a.m. and after 7 p.m. to work on my business. I couldn't hustle. I couldn't overdo it. I couldn't launch all those different things. That's why I was burnt out with the product suite model when I first learned about it. And I was just like, all I have time for is one-on-one coaching. And so I really spent a lot of time thinking about entrepreneurship is for women of color, but I could not find anything that was geared toward part-time coaches, coaches who were side hustling. I saw so many stories of how I quit my job in three months, how I quit my job in six months, how I had six figures in six days. Like we saw all those (laughs) things. That was not my story at all. Like I side hustled for two and a half years, which is ancient in the online world. And I had to learn how to not hustle. I had to learn how to build, out strategies that I could do while I was working my 9 to 5 and one of the the concepts that I teach is this this practice called the one thing method where before I would do before I would go to work I would do one thing that was typically write content or I had this bout of like European clients. And so I would do coaching calls because it was like their afternoon back then. So I would do coaching calls before I would go to work. I would work all day and I was a social worker. I was talking with people all day. I couldn't like sneak in work while I was at work right. or sneak in entrepreneurship work. And so I would do that all day. And then I would come home and I would typically have sales calls or coaching calls in the evening. And that was the thing that got me to 300K working that system.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's okay to understand that like there is gonna be some level of hustle, but that should not be the business model. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. cannot because then it's like you've created the second version of the rat race that you were trying to escape from. Like mm. if you created and built that hamster wheel sis, like I don't know what to tell you at this point, because that was all you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm curious what your life looks like now that you have fully embraced entrepreneurship? Like if you had to talk to your, you know, fresh out of school, first job self and give them that inspiration that now you've lived, what would that be? A few things. The first thing would be
1: that you are worth it. Like your life, your impact is worth the four walls of this job. Your Desire to change lives is worth just more than what a nine to five can provide you. Like, your life is worth it. Your generation is worth it. Your people are worth it. And I just kept thinking so much too how I would invest in all these people that did not look like me. Right. Like, you know, you you can see me, but for those who can't see me, like, I'm sitting here, I don't have any makeup on. I have like this oversized uh, blazer t-shirt on. I, I have uh, my frizzy dreadlocks and I didn't see millionaires looking like this at all. And so it's like, your people are worth it. You are worth it. That would be the first thing. The second thing is when you know how to sell, you can create freedom, right? That's why I call my programs freedom and liberation, right? Like when you know how to sell, you can create freedom. There's nothing I can't do or have now. Um, So recently I've been diagnosed with a chronic condition. It's not life-threatening, but it will require me to be involved in the healthcare system more than I would choose. And the biggest thing that I can think of is if I had a nine to five job, I would be screwed from the medical bills to the freedom that doctors say, hey, we have cancellation. Can you come in today? Mm Mm-hmm. The ability for me to choose my own doctor, the ability for me to say, I remember I was meeting with my doctor and he was like, we can do this one test, but it's out of insurance. I'm saying, doesn't matter. I want yeah. it. That is just life-changing. And just thinking about when I learned how to sell, my life changed. Not just like my, you know, my vac- sure, my vacations changed, <laughs> my purse has changed. I'm still driving my hooptie from college because I don't like to drive. <laughs> my husband is like, can you get a better car? I'm like, this car is paid off. It's going it's to take me where I need to be. <laughs> my travels have definitely changed. So many things of my life have changed, but like just my health and realizing the things that you cannot just take for granted. I've just been so grateful that I'm an entrepreneur.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really about giving yourself those options in life, right? I think so many times we feel at the mercy of jobs, situations, locations, and it's just like knowing that you have taken back your power is, that's the thing. That's why we do what we do. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Yes.
0: So for folks who are hella inspired by this conversation and by you and want to find out more about you and how they can work with you, where's the best place for us to find you and how do you help your clients achieve financial liberation?
1: Yes. And so You can follow me on Instagram at DL I'm right there. And I also was trying to plug my free training that we have coming up. It is called Gifted, where I'm teaching women of color how to actually sign clients while using their gifts and believing that they are gifted and they have something for the coaching industry. Even if they have a nine to five job, even if they're brand new or even if they've been in the industry More than they want it to be, and they still haven't cracked the secret code, you can come to our free class. So you could go to dlshuan.com/slash free dash training to sign up for that and listen to my podcast as well. I have a podcast called Black Banked and Booked Out, and I have all my different musings there, all of my different strategies on sales, side hustling, white supremacy, navigating white supremacy, engaging in entrepreneurship through emancipation, and so many other strategies.
0: Yeah. DL, I have to say the work that you do is incredible. I love your podcast, by the way, everybody, please subscribe. If you're listening to this one, you definitely need to be listening to hers as well. And thank you for the work that you do, because I think you help us show up unapologetically in this world of entrepreneurship, where many times we can feel like we don't belong and you are giving us permission to absolutely own our space. So thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order.
0: Quince.com slash style. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you are ready to take your dinero to the next level, sign up for our free 14-page guide, The Financially Lit Latina. The Ultimate Blueprint for Becoming Poderosa with Your Dinero. This 14-page guide includes our best tips on money mindset, budgeting, debt repayment, career, investing, financial independence, side hustles, and more. And you can get it completely free. So to get your copy of the Financially Lit Latina, just head over to YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com slash start. That's YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com slash start and start transforming your dinero story today. Until next time, stay empowered, stay inspired, and stay poderosa.